15 regular season weeks, 885 total games, and one hell of a season. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And man, what a season this was. I mean, everything about it. Um, I, I knew this year was going to be kind of crazy, but nothing could have prepared me for the chaos that was going to ensue this year. I mean, my goodness, what a year this was. Crazy Cinderella stories, crazy upsets. I haven't had a season like this in a long time. So before we go through a quick review of the season, we got to review the national championship, Georgia versus Alabama. And this game was not as much of a blowout as it may have looked. Um, you know, it was it was 13 to nine going into the fourth quarter, and after Stetson Bennett's sack fumble, um, he just kind of went off. I mean, I think went four for four. 84 yards and two touchdowns after that. And Keely Ringo sealed the game with a game-scoring touchdown. But Georgia played lights out. They were playing angry football. Stetson played amazing. The running back corps played amazing. Brock Bowers just went absolutely nuts. I mean, this just, this was a great team. Um, you know, happy that my preseason way preseason pick made it you know I can't say that I believed in them all the way through because it went from Georgia then Pickens got hurt switched to Oklahoma then Oklahoma almost lost to Tulane flipped it back to Georgia um picked them up until the SEC championship then it switched to Michigan then back to Georgia but I mean both these teams had great years you know Bama while 13 and 2 still had a great year um you can't denounce what Saban's done there He's a great coach, and I'm excited to see what these teams do next year, especially with Bowers um, coming back for Georgia. Wouldn't be surprised if Bennett comes back. Um, I believe he still has some eligibility left. You know, Bryce Young's coming back for Bama. These two teams are both going to be great. So overall, um, my picks on the year, 632 correct games, 253 incorrect games, 885 games total. That's a 71.4%. Correct pick percentage, not horrible, if I do say so myself. So, um, I want to give a couple postseason awards um, to just a couple teams. First of all, um, as I give out every year, um, the best group of five team. This, without a shadow of a doubt, goes to Cincinnati. First group of five team to ever make the playoffs. 13-0 regular season. Beat great teams like Notre Dame and Houston. Well, yes, they did end up getting beat in the or in the semifinals. They were a pioneer for the group of five, and they, without a doubt, win this award. Worst Power Five team uh, pretty easily goes to Arizona. They were one and eleven. Their only win came against Cal. They lost to um, teams like Northern Arizona. Um, they were, I mean, as good as I expected, um, but they they were not good. They had a pretty overall embarrassing season hopefully they can get something going and be a little bit better next year um but i guess we'll just have to wait and see biggest season collapse without a doubt goes to auburn it's honestly not even close 
The Auburn Tigers started the season out 6-2. and two. Only losses came by one score to 10th-ranked Penn State on the road and 2nd-ranked Georgia. And by the end of that 6-2 and two start, they had beaten number 17 Arkansas on the road by 15 points and 10th-ranked Ole Miss. This team was rolling, and pending the loss wasn't to Texas A&M, could take an L on the season still and make the SEC championship. Well, that didn't exactly happen. They got beaten to bits by Texas A&M, were up 28-3 against Mississippi State, and blew that lead, lost to South Carolina, lost to Bama in a close grudge match, and then lost to Houston, finishing 6-7 and for their first losing season, I believe, since 2012. Yeah, this wasn't exactly great for them. Best season turnaround? Um... I have a couple candidates. First, Georgia, honestly. Um, you know, they were great all year and then got stomped in the SEC championship and were able to recoup, come back, and win the national championship. That, in and of itself, is impressive. Second, um, I want to give it to Utah. Utah started out the season, frankly, bad. Um, they started the season 1-2. and two with losses to BYU, who they haven't lost to in forever, and a loss to San Diego State. Um, And then they proceeded to win nine of their next 10 games, including two blowouts against Oregon, a win against 18th-ranked Arizona State, a win against a solid UCLA team, their only loss coming on the road to Oregon State, who wasn't half bad this year. Yes, they lost the Rose Bowl, but they played Ohio State very tough, and I think they deserve to be candidate for best turnaround team of the year last one i want to talk about is old dominion old dominion didn't play football last year at all they were one of two teams i believe that didn't play period the other one was yukon and to put it in perspective yukon finished the season one and eleven their only one game against fcs yale they lost to umass holy cross they lost to some bad bad teams And for a while, it looked like it was going to be the same for Old Dominion. Old Dominion started the season 1-6, their only win coming against FCS Hampton. Then they just kept winning after their loss to Western Kentucky, beat Louisiana Tech, beat FIU, who weren't great teams. Then they beat Florida Atlantic, who wasn't half bad, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, not horrible teams. While they lost the Myrtle Beach Bowl, this was a pretty solid turnaround. Um... And ended up finishing second in their division. So good for Old Dominion. Um, just overall a good job for them. Um, couple very surprising teams. Probably the biggest surprise was Baylor. Um, there's some other candidates we'll talk about in a sec, but Baylor without a doubt was the biggest surprise. And I talked about this. They don't really have a ton of stars on their team. Um, they have good players, but they don't have you know day one NFL draft picks. Um, I expected this team to be horrible. I think I said three and nine. They proceeded to go twelve and two. Won the Big Twelve. Won the Sugar Bowl. Frankly, if Georgia won the SEC championship, they probably would have made the playoffs. Notre Dame would have had something to say about that, but I think it would have gone to Baylor. This was a good team, and I'm excited to see where they go in the future. Michigan's another one. Um I expected them to go four and eight. I did not expect them to be good at all. Um they beat Ohio State for the first time, won the Big Ten for the first time, went to the playoff while they lost. You know, we, we can't be mad at them for not winning the playoff, okay? 
last year this team was two and four. This team was garbage last year. Uh, they were one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, and they turned around immediately. And I expect them to be there for a little bit. You know, I think Ohio State will reload next year. They may be better than Michigan, but Michigan's still going to be there. Biggest letdowns on the season, um, Indiana is one of them, definitely. Indiana last year was 7-1 and regular season, lost their bowl game to Ole Miss, and finished this year 2-10, and 0-9 in Big Ten play. Started the season ranked 17, and just, I mean, started the season 2-2, two and two and then didn't win a game after that. I mean, lost to some pretty pretty bad teams they had a tough western draw I'll give you that with purdue minnesota and iowa but they still lost to five and seven rutgers six and six maryland i mean they even penn state wasn't that good honestly i mean they lost to some bad teams um and you know maybe they were just a one-hit wonder another one was definitely washington and i think we knew this by week one Washington was supposed to be a team that competed for the Pac-12 North, uh, and they started out the year with a loss to FCS Montana. It looked like they may, you know, start to turn things around after week four, they're two and two, and they didn't. Um, they got out to four and four and then dropped their last four games, including to Colorado, who was not good. Um, again, obviously, they lost to Montana. They got really close to losing to Arizona and Stanford. I mean, they... Their best win on the year was 5-7 and seven Cal in overtime. Which, to be fair, not even their Rose Bowl team could beat. So I guess that's that's a dub. I don't know. Um, USC, definitely another one, was supposed to be a Pac-12 South and Pac-12 championship contender. Finished 4-8. and eight. I mean, only wins. Their best win was Washington State. Good win, but outside of that, nothing good. Um, I mean, even lost to Cal, which, you know, hopefully they get some turnaround with... Um, Lincoln Riley coming in, but yeah, overall, not exactly a good year. So I don't have an official top 10 list this year, mainly because um, I, I couldn't watch as many games as I could have last year, because A, last year there were a lot less games just with COVID and everything, and B, with COVID being over, I had other things to do, or not over, but less rampant than last year and less lockdown than last year. That's the word I'm looking for, less lockdown than last year. I couldn't watch as many games because I had other things I had to do. So, But I do want to kind of highlight some of the best games of the year. First of all, week one, Florida State and Notre Dame. The return of Mackenzie Milton, overtime thriller. Well, yes, Florida State did end up dropping that game. It was just a hell of a game. And, I mean, one of the best I've seen in a while. Another one I want to talk about was Florida State, Jacksonville State. I didn't watch much of that game, but I watched the last couple plays, and man, that was pretty much the entire game. Jacksonville State winning on a 59-yard shot at the gun. Perfect. Perfect way. And I think kind of started, you know, it took a little bit of time, but ended up waking Florida State up a little bit um, and kind of got them to start being a little bit better. Next was the entirety of, um, what week was that? Was that week six? I think it was, yes, the entirety of week six may have been the best week of college football of my life. Let, let's just talk about some of the games from that weekend, okay? Open up Saturday morning. Ole Miss, Arkansas. 
52-51. Over 1,200 yards of offense. Arkansas decides to go for two at the very end and misses it. This was the playoff eliminator game. I mean, just amazing. Second, Red River shootout. Texas gets out to a 28-7 lead. Caleb Williams comes in and tears everything up. Burns through Texas. I mean, and I mean, Texas' offense didn't even play horrible, but just Oklahoma stepped up and broke Texas. They only won one game the rest of the year. Next up, Florida State, after winning their first game of the year, walks into Chapel Hill and upsets North Carolina 35-25. to Didn't get to watch much of that game, but man. <laughs> Boise State upsetting BYU. Iowa with a just downfield shot to beat Penn State. And finally, actually not finally, there's two more. Texas A&M upsetting Alabama. First unranked loss for Bama in 100 games. First loss to an assistant for Saban. Finally, the game I was at that weekend. Michigan, Nebraska. Michigan hadn't trailed the entire season up to this point, and Nebraska went round for round with Michigan. 22 points in the third quarter. Controversial call at the end that cost Nebraska the game, but this was kind of the start of the heartbreaking season for Nebraska. But man, probably the best game I've ever been to. And back to the Alabama-Texas A&M game. Just fun story. I will never forget. So if you guys have ever been to Memorial Stadium, I assume most of you have because, well, I'm from Nebraska and a lot of you guys are probably from Nebraska too. Around the stadium, they have little, like, long line screens. Very narrow, but stretched across the entirety of the stadium. And there's scores that pop up. Texas A&M Alabama game had just started. And I freak out. I look at my dad and I go, oh my gosh, Texas A&M is beating Alabama. He looks at me and he goes, what's the score? I go, 3 nothing Texas A&M. guy in front of me looks at me and goes, yeah, check back with me in the third quarter. Once 35 to 3 Alabama. If those aren't famous last words, I don't know what are. Yeah, that entire week was perfect. Going back a little bit, week four, NC State Clemson, the destruction of the reign of terror that Clemson has held on college football the entire season, stuffed out by the Wolfpack. You had um, NC State North Carolina to close out the season. Where, I mean, North Carolina just came out of nowhere. North Carolina State just came out of nowhere to win that game. Tennessee, Purdue, in the Music City Bowl, that controversial call, which I think was right, by the way, because you cannot pull a player over the goal line. The National Championship, the Rose Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, Wanda Robinson burning through Iowa. Just this entire year, it's so hard to pick a best game because so many of them were just great. It was so nice to have college football back. I had so many memories from this year. I got to go to my first game outside of Nebraska, getting to watch the national champion play at Sanford Stadium and having my jaw be on the floor as they absolutely steamrolled the number eight team in the country in Arkansas. I got to go see college game day, which I wasn't even planning on doing. It just kind of ended up happening down in Athens. I mean, this was a perfect year. And it's sad to see it go. I I love this sport. I loved this season. It was perfect. It was poetic. 
And I'm, you know, as much as a Bama fan I am, I'm happy Georgia won the national championship because in a year of such chaos, of such craziness, I feel like a team that hadn't won it all in 41 years to close it out was perfect. God, what a year. It's crazy because this is going to be my last year doing this show regular season at least in nebraska more likely than not i'm going to be going to the university of missouri um next year to major in journalism um i'm still going to try to do this show i'm going to do stuff for the off season um but i want to turn this little hobby that i do under my loft bed on my desk of my bedroom into something professional something that I can pour myself into and try to frankly improve the sport I know I never played football it's not my gig I'm not built for it but I've always I've loved this sport and I, I hope that I can do something with this to the, you guys that listen to my little show Look, I know I don't have the most listeners. That's not the point. But to those of you who do listen, thank you. Um, I'm not going to forget you. If I make it, when I make it, I won't forget you. Because if you're listening to this track right now, you've been supportive of me. That's all I can ask for. And... Hopefully, I can get better. I can get a wider audience. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds. What a season. What a year. God, this was fun. So, um, look, Big Ten schedule is officially out. I don't see a reason why I can't start doing my way too early predictions. Let's keep this going, everybody. So, with that, for the last time this regular season, I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the center of college football, signing out.